When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I don't even know how to react to what Canty just said. Who doesn't like money? But the fact that he says he wants to swim in all those dirty dollar bills, that is nasty. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm not Canty nor Carlin, and neither is he. Chad Brown, Shay Cornette here with you for the next couple of hours to break down all the things that are going on in sports. Look, it does feel like a little bit of a down period, if you will, because we're kind of in this weird gap between NFL training camp starting, NBA draft ending, summer league, baseball seasons here. You know, that period. But yet there's always drama, Chad, when it comes to what is going on in the NFL. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can join the conversation on the CC call online, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And also, we'll get back to the Powerball discussion because uh, is a billion dollars on the line? Uh, I don't even know how to fathom that kind of money. Yesterday, uh, time was ticking, Chad, until long-term deals could be done with many running backs throughout the National Football League, but of course headlined by Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, uh, Tony Pollard, and so forth. And really, mostly Saquon Barkley, it feels like, was the big headliner here. And no long-term deal came to fruition. So um, Monday's deadline, uh, franchise tag players came and went. Both running backs, meaning Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, preferred long-term contracts, as we know, as opposed to the one-year, almost $11 million paycheck. But now neither can negotiate a long-term deal with their teams until the season is completely over. So for those who sit at home and think, well, they're just going to continue to hold out and play hardball until the other side comes to where they're at, like that can no longer happen. That time, that date has come and gone. And so, Chad, as someone who played in the league for a long time and, f- and fully understands the magnitude of this much more, I think, than anyone else, especially especially me, what does this mean for a guy like Saquon Barkley, who really made up a lot of that Giants offense last year? This running back conversation, Shay, is just such a difficult one. I see both sides of this. Obviously, I, I played for 15 years. I understand the player side of it. But I've done four coaching internships in the NFL, and part of that was doing some front office work. So I understand the front office side of things a, a, as well. So I think the best solution for this is pretty out of the box. We've got to think a little bit differently. You come into the NFL and you're under your rookie deal. They put in a rookie salary cap in years and years and years ago because – uh, it was getting ridiculous where this rookie who was drafted first, second, or third would end up being the highest player, highest paid player on the team, despite never having played an NFL down. So much to the agent's pushback, the NFLPA and the owners adopted the rookie salary cap. But now, for the running backs, because their shelf life is so short, that rookie salary cap limits their first contract but rarely is a running back given a second or even a third contract. Uh, and when it does happen, we see a situation like we've seen with Ezekiel Elliott, where the wear and tear on his body and all the miles on those tires have made him less effective. So the value proposition for the Cowboys went down. So I understand 
where the New York Giants are coming from. I understand where the Las Vegas Raiders are coming from with these franchise tags for both Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, but I also understand the player end of it. And unfortunately, the running back position is suffering from these multitude of factors that are coming together to really limit the guys with the shortest shelf life in the league and limit their financial possibilities going into the future. Well, and it felt like one was relying on the other, right? Like hoping that someone was going to reset the market, and clearly that didn't happen. Now, any show I could be on or talk about this, Chad, I would say there's no way Saquon Barkley's going to sit out week one against the Cowboys. That's not going to happen. Like, there's no way. that that That's not good business. It's not smart for the player, and it certainly doesn't benefit the team. However, now that a deal isn't done, they can't renegotiate it. He certainly doesn't want to be paid under $11 million when, you know, you look at some of the top running backs in the National Football League, like Christian McCaffrey, I think, is making somewhere around 13 14 something like that. Um, Derek Henry's in that ballpark, too. He doesn't want to be that underpaid. How do you solve this problem? Like, at what, does he just say, okay, well, I'll just sign it and hope you're going to do right next year? That doesn't seem like the right way to handle it. No, because he's only going to have more touches and more wear and tear on his body. Essentially, the front offices in the NFL look at running backs and they look at the number of touches that they've had. And once you get over a certain number, a 1,000 touches, 1,200 touches, whatever the case may be, then your value begins to plummet because they recognize based on track history, most running backs begin to break down and fail around that certain number of touches threshold. So for Saquon Barkley and all the running backs in the league, Unfortunately, this is a really awful situation that I think is only going to be rectified, and that's kind of a, an odd word to use here because uh, I, I, I just think it's the situation that's set up is so unjust that maybe there has to be some kind of additional side salary cap, side bonus structure, side pay-per-touch structure that is maybe part of a new CBA, maybe something that the NFLPA is able to mush, push forward because, again, it seems the situation is is incredibly unfair, specifically pointed and tuned to one position. For, for the amount of the offensive load that those guys carry, yet the value that they are given by their teams. And I know there's lots of teams that can follow the Mike Shanahan Broncos scenario where no matter who I put back there, they're going to get 1,000 yards. But they're also going to be busted up when they get to 40 years old and barely able to walk. And isn't there a value? Isn't there a humanity to that? Isn't that weird to talk about humanity when we're talking about the salary cap? But somehow, in my mind, for the running back position, as much as I wanted to knock the crap out of those dudes every single chance I got, I understand that there's a life after football. And because their football window is so short because of the demands of that position, they should be financially compensated in some way that meets that demand on their body. Right. So essentially what you're saying is like sign something around what the franchise tag is fine, 10, 11 mil, but have maybe three, four, five million dollars of incentives built into your contracts where we don't run into these kinds of problems, albeit touches, uh, carries, yards, touchdowns, whatever, so they don't feel like they're getting the short end of the stick, and yet the team feels like it's a win-win situation as well. That would make perfect sense. But as we zoom in a little closer here on the Giants, because again, Daniel Jones got his, got his contract extension. The Giants did what 
you know, many did not think was possible in year one under Brian Dable, and that was actually win a playoff game. And so now that you have your quarterback signed, and if you look at the backfield without Saquon Barkley, I mean, the names, they, they don't necessarily, like, ring bells the same way it felt like Barkley would have. Like, Matt Breida doesn't quite do the same thing as Saquon Barkley does. When do you think, is it, when do you think we're going to see Saquon Barkley? Are we going to see him in camp at all? This is the other tricky part. Uh, as as a player, I think training camp is at least from in my situation. Training camp was critical for me to hit the ground running during the season and be as effective as I could, but also to be as safe as I could. The running back position, because of the physical demands, I would want to at least get some preseason snaps so I don't go into week one with everybody being literally four or five weeks ahead of me from a football conditioning, from a football toughness and physicality, from that tough skin that you build up during training camp, that would make me afraid for my own safety going into week one if I were Saquon Barkley. Now, traditionally, starting bell cow running backs don't take a lot of snaps during the preseason. Coaches don't want to expose them to that. But the rigors of practice, some of those drills in practice, learning how to block a defensive end or an edge rusher in the one-on-one situation is nothing that running backs have ever wanted to do but you have to do those drills during training camp to be proficient at that when the regular season starts so the giants and saquon they've got to find a road here that can make both sides of that fence happy yes i understand you want to be upset about this franchise tag and you want to limit your availability to us yet and still you've got to get enough work in to be prepared to play the entire season be healthy the entire season and also hit week one, ready to operate the full playbook and all the various things we ask you to do. And look, Saquon Barkley, you talk about that wear and tear and being fully ready to go. I mean, he accounted for so much of that Giants offense last season. I mean, he he was fourth in the entire league in rushing just a year ago. In the fourth quarter, he was instrumental to the Giants. He was second only to Nick Chubb in rushing yards last season in the fourth quarter. Fifth in rushing touchdowns. Second in rushing of 10 or more yards. It, it's... It's it's so much. And so it feels like it was almost a slap in the face to Saquon Barkley because you did sign Daniel Jones. I'll tell you what, I think Saquon Barkley was almost more important to that offense than Daniel Jones was. Well, I, I, this is where the, the unbalanced part of the salary cap and the economics of football come into play here. Because, yes, Derrick Henry, uh, I, I think, had, was a m- more than 50% of the – Titans offense as far as touches um, yet and still they were trying to trade him this offseason this is probably the last year of him making top running back money so even guys as valued and as centerpiece as Derrick Henry teams begin to look at the running back value and want to find a, a cheaper option because there are always going to be cheaper options out there and specifically the, to the Giants and Saquon Daniel Jones gets all this money, but would he have been successful? Would he have had the season that he had, the rebound season that he had after a couple of seasons of really poor play, without the input of Saquon Barkley? No, he wouldn't have. So it's it's the economics are just bad here. There's got to be a way to rectify this where the running backs can actually get their value earlier, not based on their second or third contract because they rarely ever get there, but based on their rookie deal and maybe some type of additional running back per touch, you know, premium or something like that can Mm -hmm. come into play where teams could still offer them 
the money that they offer them, but there's an additional bonus if they are a massive part of the team's offense that year. Well, and now these teams have to hope that this doesn't become a distraction at training camp, maybe all the way through the first week of the season, because this is going to be a number one question that's constantly asked with these various teams, the Giants, the Raiders, the Cowboys, etc. Back to the Giants. Jordan Renan, he's our ESPN Giants reporter, was on ESPN Radio this morning, and here he is on what Saquon's next move is. Now they're going to sit down, they're going to huddle up, and they're going to say, hey, do we sit out a game? Do we sit out a season? Do we sit out training camp? Like, what is our play here to maximize our leverage, which isn't much at this point, and get in the best possible situation for either this season or getting a contract next offseason? So uh, the best-case scenario at this point, I believe, is you see Saquon Barkley back with the Giants uh, in early September. Okay, early September is a far cry from where we're at right now as we sit here on July 18th. But nonetheless, I guess getting them back before week one would be of the utmost importance. Again, you don't want this to become a, a distraction. And in hearing Saquon talk leading up to this point, and he kept saying, read between the lines. Obviously, we all assumed he was talking about guaranteed money. But this is where he wanted to be, okay? He wanted to be, Chad, with the Giants. And so now he didn't seem like he wanted this back and forth. But here we are. And so here's Jordan Renan again, our Giants reporter here at ESPN, on Saquon not wanting to be in this back and forth with the Giants. I know for a fact he doesn't want to make it into a sparring match. He was very against that. Obviously, the public perception was out there. It's been against him. And he has declined to really fire back, uh, you know, to all these things that have been out there about him. He, he talked once, he made it known how he felt, but he's, you know, taken the high road several times already. Yeah. So this is not a situation it seems like the Giants want to be in or Saquon wants to be in, but I thought it was interesting, Chad. And by the way, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Chad Brown and Shaquan not here with you. Um, I thought it was interesting that he was saying not only does he not want to be in a sparring match with the Giants and go back and forth, but also Saquon Barkley might go all the way to early September. Now, you talked about how important training camp is, and, and yeah, it, maybe it's different for every position, you playing on the defensive side of the ball and Saquon being a running back. But nonetheless, early September, that's that's a little too close for comfort to week one of the season. It is. It is. If I'm Brian Dable and that coaching staff, I don't like this one bit. But unfortunately, again, I'm not sure what can actually be done to rectify this situation. You know, once you don't sign the tag, uh, you are then, you can't negotiate a long-term deal. So what's supposed to happen? Uh, from, from a career perspective, it seems odd to forego a entire year of playing in salary Justin hopes you strike it rich next year. I don't think the market is suddenly going to rebound next year. Holding out a training camp, what is what does that do for you? Uh-huh. It gives you a little bit of rest going into the regular season, but then your sword's not as sharp as you would like it to be going into the regular season. I'm not sure if there's a win here for any of these running backs in this current landscape. That's why I think it's got to be a structural change from within the NFL. Uh, if you, if I'm going to have a shorter career, then I need to be compensated for that. We saw wide receiver salaries explode two years ago. Um, Tyreek Hill making thirty million bucks a year. When those kind of numbers are out there for guys who are playing a dependent position, that's not even a physical set the tone position. They're dependent on the offensive line and the quarterback. So many pieces have to be in place for a wide receiver to excel. 
yet teams will pay those guys and they won't pay the running backs. Again, it just strikes me as in, in, incredibly unfair from a, within the locker room, our brotherhood perspective. And also, again, just to you know use that phrase again, the humanity of it all. These guys have the shortest shelf life, yet we're trying to undercut their ability to be financially compensated. And, you know, I, I think it was Josh Jacobs who tweeted out, like, sometimes you're doing it for the people after, I'm paraphrasing, but sometimes you're doing it for the people after you, not for the people right in front of you. He tweeted something along those lines, again, probably referring to the fact that him, along with Saquon and anyone else, be that Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, whatever, they were trying to kind of reset the running back market, Dalvin Cook. And clearly that's not going to happen. And so does it get to a point where week one, we've got Giants Cowboys and we've got two running backs sitting out because they want to show you how weak your offense is without them on the field. That would be that would be not only bad for both teams, bad for both players, but bad from a fan experience as well. That's not what you want week one. Wow. NFL players uh, are typically not ones to kind of make stands of that boldness that's that would be an incredibly bold stand and if there were to be some kind of you know quote-unquote nfl running backs union and they said okay you guys don't value us let's show you how valuable we are and all 32 starting nfl running backs sit out week one that would be a, a fascinating turn of events uh it would be very interesting to see what the league would do about that but then again i i'm not sure if that's would even be enough then to change the way that front offices look at that position. It's just a, a matter of finances. You are going to wear down during your second contract and no longer be worth the value I'm paying you. So therefore, to fairly compensate these guys, we've got to be able to shift the money, the bulk of their money, to their first contract. Unlike any other position on the field, they are the ones who deserve it walking in the door versus everyone else who has to earn their way to that second and third contract. And that's when the big money comes in for them. Yep, I, I agree with you. Speaking of, let's listen to uh, Chris Canty. He's host of this show right here, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In terms of what we just talked about, maybe threatening to sit out game one, is it a possibility for leverage? Here's Canty. If Saquon Barkley and the Giants get to the playoffs, could we see a scenario where Saquon Barkley would decide to sit out a playoff game if he doesn't get a multi-year deal done from the Giants? If I was advising the player... I would say you absolutely use the threat of that in order to try to leverage a deal and, again, trying to mitigate the amount, the risk, the amount of games that you would have to play without a long-term deal. Okay, so he's not talking about week one. Canty's over here talking about threatening a playoff sit-out, which wow. further, yeah, exactly, is even further threatening than just saying, I'm not going to play week one. Okay, Chad? So that's where we're at with this whole thing. Uh <laughs> That hurts me in my football heart because, you know, you you work for six months to be in that very position, to be in a playoff game. And to take a personal stance at the risk of injuring the team there, um, that, that would be counter to what we think about in football. We give these college kids a hard time when they set out a bowl game. Uh, to imagine the public outcry because we're, Taquan Barkley is still going to earn $10 million this year. So to the everyday person – the argument falls incredibly flat and incredibly short. I talked about this on my radio show here in Denver today, and the text line was, you know, they still make millions of dollars, so you're not going to get a lot of public sentiment on this case. I think it takes real football insiders who understand the salary cap, how it works, the explosion of salaries, 
I mean, the salary cap has jumped 790, I'm sorry, 597% since my rookie year in 1993 to where it is now. The salaries have exploded, yet running backs are still linked to these lower salary things. And it's, it's again, it's incredibly unfair considering the value that they bring and the huge portion of each team's offense that these guys are. Uh, so maybe a threat like he was talking about there sitting on a playoff game, which seems absurd, would maybe begin to open up some eyes to the unfairness of this running back situation. We'll continue to dive into this because this is the big news that these big name running backs did not uh, come to a, an agreement on a long term deal prior to yesterday's deadline and now what happens going forward. But coming up here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Chad Brown and Shay Cornett, SEC Media Days are going on full swing in Nashville. Georgia's going to have a new quarterback. Alabama's going to have a new quarterback. But will these two teams be as good as they have been in years past because of that? We'll get to that after this word from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, then you need to visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the U.S. That's according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And if you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions always apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It's like the unofficial start to college football season. That would be media days, and they are going on in Nashville right now for the SEC. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Chad Brown, Shea Cornette here with you. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And as I mentioned, SEC media days going on, so let's check in. 
Let's see what the latest is. Takio Spikes, SEC Network football analyst, joins us now from Nashville. Takio, thanks for being with us. Look, already Georgia, the odds-on favorite. We can get into them potentially three-peating in just a little bit. But I think the big question mark obviously has to do with the quarterback position because, and a lot of that roster, quite frankly, because so many guys left for the NFL or they were seniors or whatnot. And so what, what does it look like the new quarterback situation at Georgia is going to be this upcoming season? Well, I think it's going to be good. And a lot of people question the fact, yeah, Stetson Bennett, the mailman, is not there anymore. And what is Carson Beck going to bring to the table that's going to be maybe different or even better? And, you know, for me, I want to just pump the brakes for everybody because uh, I have to remind people, which I did today, Georgia is coming into this season not so much relying on Carson Beck to be the guy to take them where they need to go or where they've been over the previous two years. we got to remember the supporting cast that's around him. So my point is Carson Beck has time to develop into that quarterback that we all saw Stetson Bennett eventually develop into, and that's the reason why he received the mailman. Looking at Georgia is a run-first team, first of all, and we can't forget that. They're going to run the ball. you got Kendall Milton, DeWan Edwards, Branson Robinson. Those guys are going to take on the load. And then also look at the two wide receiver transfers that came in. Mind you, they are two wide receivers that put in very good work in the SEC with Robert Rod Thomas coming over from Mississippi State. And then also Dominique Lovett, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the SEC who I think the nation will soon learn his name. So I think when you put all of that together around a great defense, Carson Beck will have time. And just going back, looking at Carson Beck playing last year, played in seven games, his completion completion percentage was 74%, threw for over 300 yards. And I think the most important thing when you look at what makes Georgia tick, the ability for him not to turn the football over throughout his short period of coming in to play four touchdowns, no interceptions. So they have a lot to be excited about. Takio, it feels weird. We got, uh, what, 30 years of NFL linebacking experience, and here we are talking about quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> but for <know>. me, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Saban obviously is not going to just uh, concede the SEC to Georgia. He's going to fight back. His quarterback last year, Bryce Young, is now with the Carolina Panthers. Who's going to be under center for Alabama, and what do you see their chances are of fighting Georgia for that SEC title? Well, you know, Chad, that's a very good question because when I look at the SEC, and I know everybody is ready to crown Georgia, especially as at least SEC champions and maybe a possible third-time national champ, but you got to give a lot of credit to Alabama. Now, granted, they didn't have the type of receiver production with Bryce Young last year that I thought could have propelled them into that college football playoff, which I still thought they should have been in. But Jalen Milrow is definitely next up in line. And we don't know. Like, nobody knows. You got Ty Simpson in the building. You got Notre Dame transfer Tyler Bushner. He's coming in. So, ultimately, I think the big thing to pay attention to is offensive coordinator Tommy Reeves. He's going to come in and implement a system to where they're utilizing the skill set of the quarterback. And that's typically known as 
the RPO. And I know Jalen Murrow, I look at him in the same form, in the same fashion of having a lot of talent, but it's just not proven. Not being able to develop that touch yet on the downfield. Anything coming after Bryce Young, he was so far ahead of the curve when you talk about college quarterbacks. He really was a pro quarterback. The ability to use process of elimination before the ball is snapped. So now you got to simplify things, and I think offensive coordinator Tommy Reeves, he's going to be able to do that. Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Chad Brown here with you, talking to Takeo Spice, SEC, Spikes, excuse me, SEC Network football analyst, joining us from Nashville at SEC Media Days. Uh, Takeo, as we mentioned, Georgia, odds-on favorite to three-peat this upcoming season. And look, we can, we can talk all we want about other teams outside of the SEC and beyond, but when you really look at it, and let's let's stay in the SEC, Takeo, who do you think is the biggest threat to Georgia this upcoming season? Well, I think looking on the East, I really don't see anybody, and <laughs> so the I think no they one. should blow through. I think they really should blow through the East. Um, and the the big picture of the West, yeah, you definitely got to look at LSU, just because. They represented the West last year, and also this is the second year of Jaden Daniels being in the system with Brian Kelly. And I think he's going to take huge leaps and bounds as far as dispersing the ball down the field, utilizing his wide receivers in the way that he did towards the end of the year. So I think, you know, as far as the East, I think Georgia, I don't think there's really any competition, but on the West, maybe – you know, you got to look at Alabama. You got to look at LSU, as I mentioned. Those are the top two that can be a big threat to Georgia, and that won't happen until the SEC championship game. Uh, Takio, uh, Texas A&M had a number one recruiting class a couple of years ago. Now, a lot of those recruits have transferred out of the program. Any chance whatsoever that Texas A&M rebounds to the lofty expectations that everyone had of them? after they beat Alabama a couple years back and then followed up that year with the number one recruiting class? Chad, I I really like this question now because Texas A&M came into, I mean, over the past few years, everybody had Texas A&M as that's the team to beat while Georgia was still collecting wins. I think now, personally, this is the year that I think Texas A&M will make some noise. Now, and I say that from not because of so much of Jimbo Fisher, but I think I have to give Jimbo Fisher credit. You go out and you go get Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator to fix the 100th rank scoring offense in the nation, which is bad. It's, it was abysmal. They only scored touchdowns on 20% of their offensive drives, which is crazy. So for me, I look at the body of work with Texas A&M what they were able to put together at the end of the year. Connor Wegman, quarterback, he came in, started in four games, had eight touchdowns, no interceptions. So when you look at the targets that's around him, I think with new blood, the way that he gets it, I think he processes information very well. And I think he provides a spark for them that is going to inspire other guys. you got Noah Thomas, wide receiver. He stands at 6'6", big wide receiver. Also, uh, Moose and Muhammad, his son. So when you look at some of the weapons that are around him, 
I think is going to be good and then utilizing Bobby Petrino, the new offensive coordinator. Um, we all know what he's done and what he can do with skill set. And I think about I think about Lamar Jackson, how he utilized him and Lamar Jackson was damn near seventy, eighty percent of that team's success. So he's definitely gonna get the best out of his players and then just defensively, what's important is making sure that they're able to stop the run. Last year they took a step back gave up over 200 yards rushing. This year, I think they're going to tighten up the screws. DJ Durkin, the defensive coordinator, he understands that he needs to make sure that the run is shored up first in order before they do anything. And then you have to put a lot of onus on the defensive line. Now, over the past few years, they've won the recruiting battle, especially with five-star recruits and bringing in several guys on the defensive side that was number one ranked recruit in their position. So when I'm talking about Walter Nolan, Shamar Turner, A.L.T. Overton, those guys need to step up. But D.J. Durkin needs to make sure that it's not so much about what he knows as a defensive coordinator. It's about what they know how to adjust and what to do on what's presented in front of them in order to let their athletic ability show. Well, we're looking forward to what we're going to see this upcoming season. Takio, we appreciate you taking the time. We know how crazy media days can be. Enjoy Nashville. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Good talking to you. See you later. That's Takio Spikes, SEC Network football analyst, joining us from Nashville from SEC Media Days here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, coming up here on CNC, if you won the Powerball, what is the first thing you would do with that money? Think long and hard about it before you decide. We'll talk about it next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Well, that is what they say, more money, more problems. But uh, I don't know. A billion dollars in anyone's bank account feels like it could fix a lot of things. Chad Brown, Shay Cornett here with you. This is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Powerball, a bill, a billy. Chad, what are you doing with it? 
Now you've seen Ooh. big money in your life, I understand. But like, really, <laughs> if you were just rewarded a billion dollars today, it's like, what would you do? I'd have a financial heart attack, I think, about how the taxes get paid out, but whatever. Okay, go uh, ahead. There is more money, more problems. There is something to be said for that, having experienced <laughs> money and those problems that come with that. Uh, I've got seven brothers and sisters. So, uh, yeah, I would have to, one of my first plans would have to be to break off the family members, plus my brothers and sisters-in-laws and all that. Um, but then after that, you know, I actually enjoy working. I enjoy getting up and accomplishing something in my day. So it would not be off to some secluded island for me. I would still try to do what I do, but with a lot less stress. Um, chances are I would never mow my lawn again or ever pull weeds again. Um, and there probably would be a cook for the first time or a chef for the first time in my house. Um, and then a PJ would be definitely on the list. Um, and then I'm sure my wife and my mom would have all kinds of charities that they would tell me deserved a portion of that money. Top of my yeah. head, that's what I got for you. Okay, yeah. Uh, obviously, charity has to be in the mix somehow, right? Like, you can't mm-hmm. just hoard all that money. That's for certain. Um, I, I like to cook, so I don't really think I'd want to cook. I, I think I'd want an expensive night out on a dinner, like, once a week. But I would probably... Um, I don't even I don't even know. I'd probably book like a lavish vacation like for me and my family and be able to bring a sitter and like that's probably what I would do. A lavish vacation, yeah, PJ, like something like a memorable experience. That's what I would want to do. I I don't feel like there's something I absolutely have to have every single day in my life like a cook or a trainer or they, like those kinds of things, but I definitely feel like splurging on something that I have no regrets about, like a lavish vacation would be awesome. What would you do if you won the Powerball? What's the first thing you're buying? What's the first thing you're thinking? And charity feels like what everyone should say, so you don't necessarily have to say that. Let's just assume you're going to give back. You're going to be a good person. You're going to give a little bit back. What else are you doing? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, Chad says, PJ, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, that would be nice to never have to worry about going through security. You know, I'm one of those people, Chad, I travel quite often. I have family in the Midwest and I live on the East Coast. And I still don't have, um, I don't even know what it's called, where you cut the line. What's the thing called where everyone goes to the front? Clear. Clear. TSA no, I have pre-check. clear TSA pre-check. I still don't have TSA pre-check. My husband yells at me every day. He's Come like, on. why won't you? It, it's the hassle of having go to go to the airport like yet again and get it. I don't want to Just- do it. Just arrive at the airport an hour earlier for oh, one of your flights since you fly all the time, and then you'll be good. You can do I, it all right there within an hour. No, Chad. I usually fly yes. with children. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No. This is going to save you time. The An hour invested is going to save you hours and hours and hours over the five years, because clear you got to renew every single year. Yes. TSA PreCheck is like a five-year thing. Think of how many hours you're going to save. I feel like I'm talking to, like I'm George Clooney talking in Up in the Air. <laughs> Who was this co-star in that one where she brought the luggage and didn't bring a roller bag? I can't remember her name. Anna Kendrick. Don't. I feel like I'm talking to Anna Kendrick here in Up in the Air. Don't I, lug uh, that around. I know. I need to get TSA pre-check. It's actually embarrassing. So that is also what I would do. I would go get TSA pre-check with my billion dollars. <laughs> Something I could probably well, do right now. just buy a PJ and then you don't have to ever Yeah, exactly. Then I don't, have to, I don't have to stress about I don't stress about pre-check. I'll have like a car and everything waiting ready for yes. me. It'll be fine. Um, dogs, but, everybody can come. Exactly. That's why That's why I need the PJ. So that's what I think we would do with our billion dollars. We get a PJ. I would book a lavish vacation um, and it would be fabulous. Uh, yeah. Powerball. What is the first thing you're buying? Let us know. 888-CESPN, 888-729-3776. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM channel 80. Chad Brown, Shay Cornette here with you. Um, okay. 
Most confident to least confident in terms of quarterbacks in year three or younger that can actually win their division. Quite a few quarterbacks in that category with a lot of pressure on them. We'll discuss it next. This is Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.